Hi, good morning. It'll just be me today as Pastor Timothy is getting a root canal this morning. Today's passage is 1 Corinthians 12, and this is a pretty important passage about the body of Christ. And uh, starting from verse 12, it's interesting to note that Apostle Paul uses the analogy of the human body to explain the church. I think this is just one example of how God wants to make his truths known to us very plainly. Just as Jesus used and told parables through everyday life situations and observations to help people understand and further ponder upon his truths, Apostle Paul uh, seems to be using this uh, same method of using the human body as an example to explain the design and purpose of the church, which is actually really helpful for us. So throughout the passage, Apostle Paul highlights the fact that there is just one body, but there are many members, many parts that make up one body. So he keeps repeating that concept, right? And so then he spells it out in verse 13, that in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. So he chooses the most common and extreme social divisions of the day to emphasize that it doesn't matter what your ethnicity is or whether you were God's chosen people or the Gentiles or whether you were on the bottom of society or on the top. So he makes it pretty clear that no one person or group is more important or superior than the other and that there are many members um, in the body of Christ. So there's no room to just emphasize or highlight one person or group because the reality is that there are many members. And so in the subsequent verses, I found it interesting that Apostle Paul was addressing the early Christians of ancient times in Corinth that basically highlights that human beings have the same old issues throughout the ages. So in verse 15, Apostle Paul gives an example of how silly it would be if the foot should compare itself to the hand and bemoans the fact that it's not the hand or that the ear should compare itself to the eye and that it would not make sense to say then that those certain parts don't belong to the body and would be any less part of the body, right? And this is exactly what we struggle with 2,000 years later in the church today. So this sense of, I don't belong to this church because I'm not so-and-so, like so-and-so sister or so-and-so brother. So I'm not as competent as so-and-so. And I don't have a nice personality as that person, or I can't teach as well as that other person. So I don't belong to this church, right? Those are familiar phrases that we've played in our own minds many times. Similarly, I am less part of the body because I'm not one of the leads or I'm less needed in the body because now I'm a mom with two kids or three kids or I'm less part of the body because I can't contribute as much as these other people can. And so these phrases, I don't belong, I am less part of the body. It just all sounds really familiar, even like 2000 years later. And in verse 17, Apostle Paul uses the body parts analogy to really drive home the point that each part of the body has its own unique function and has a vital need to the body. Because he says, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? So he's saying that just as God created the human body with the intention that it would be made up of many essential parts, it's exactly the same with the body of Christ. So every part is essential, whether it's visible to the eye or not visible. And God's intention is the same for the body of Christ, that no one part of the body of Christ is more important than the others, or that, and that each member of the church has its part that contributes to the whole. So in verse 18, he concludes by emphasizing again that each part of the body of Christ is dependent on each other. 
We can't function without one another. So in verse 21, he uses yet another absurd analogy. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So just as no part of one human body could ever tell the other part that, hey, I don't need you, uh, you and I need to embrace the reality that each person needs one another in the body of Christ. I don't know if some of you guys remember when I bent my left finger trying to catch a football a couple of years ago, soon after I moved here, it affected my overall function. Or I think about when Andrew Stuckey, he had to get his eye surgery done. He couldn't do anything else. When your back goes out, we have a lot of people with back issues. Jim, you know, Jack hurt his back earlier. Dana has back issues. Or like when Peter Kim hurt his leg, sledding with the kids in his own backyard. But these things happen. Parts of our body are affected, but it affects the whole body, right? We see this in our everyday life. So you and I need to get it straight that we really need one another. You can try all your might. Those of you super independent types, you're going to say, I'm going to try really hard so I don't need anybody. I'm going to try to improve myself. I'm going to work hard so I don't burden others and I don't ever have to ask for help about my kids, my job, my marriage, my spiritual life, ministry. I want to get to a place where I don't need people and I don't burden other people. That is so absurd, right? And that's just your pride speaking to you and welling up inside you that you really need to abandon. And when we have this kind of attitude, we are actually weakening the body of Christ because we are going against God's intention and the design for the church. And so we've got to remember verse 26 that says, if one member suffers, it all suffers together. If one member is honored, all joys together. But I think it's really important that we need to understand that every person is a needed part of the body of Christ. So not functionally, but relationally. So that's the difference between the human body analogy and the body of Christ. So you and I really need to fight against those false voices. I don't belong. I'm less part of the body. I don't need others because that is Satan's way of playing to your pride to believe in these false statements. They're not true. And then lastly, going back to verse 18, it says, but as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. And I remember how this verse really changed my perspective when I was struggling so much with envy and comparison. And I mentioned this yesterday, but I realized I just needed to trust that God knows what he's doing. He knows what's best. And though perhaps I would have liked to have it differently or have a different role or different gifts. I realized that I could be at rest and at peace that God made me the way he did and that he gave me a part in this body of Christ as he chose, as he saw it fit. And so when I was able to just trust that, that God's judgments are good and they're trustworthy, I I can rest in that. And that really freed me up and freed up my bandwidth of my heart and my mind to really just be available Uh, to do whatever God needs me to be. And I think that's allowed me to be more available for people. So again, in light of all the new church plant teams and how God is commissioning our entire church, let's really fight hard against envy, comparison, superiority, inferiority. There's just no place for that in the body of Christ. And you have to recognize that that is not coming from God. That is not a gospel-centered life, but that's your own pride. And you need to be aware of Satan's schemes that wants to bring division into the body of Christ, especially at a time like this. And so a sure way to fight against this is to be other-centered, to focus on loving people and just seeing that God created us to be one body, 
So let's not focus on the me, but let's focus on the we. Okay, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.